from the dead how appropriate is this film for 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 that reason alone we are returning from the dead with a uh with a fart with a rumble in our tumble Mm -mm -mm. chopped greens is back baby gary s j william boucher and yes. I'm sure I got all the middle initials right, right? <laughs> That's incredibly correct. <laughs> uh, is uh, is my uh, is joining alongside me your host Philip Amarine, Gary. Wow, wow dude! It has been... So I, it, it's been what seven seven months, maybe eight months. I think maybe Damn. July or August was the last time we we did a, a chop greens. No. No, I think it was in November, man, because it was it had to be Space Jam to uh, to uh, the Tomorrow War somewhere around those times. Like that, so those maybe were like October. I feel yeah. like it's I, I, it was I truly cold. don't know. It was colder. Was it, cold? it was a little cold, like maybe like a little like on the chill side, like maybe it was like, do I want a jacket? Mm. No, not yet. But either way, we are returning. Okay. And the reason why we are returning and, and come, have come back. Is for one, Michaela, and uh, happy, happy birthday to you. Happy uh, birthday to Adam. Actually, no, wait, it's not a birthday. Oh, for Christmas, Christmas, right? Yeah, it's for Christmas. <laughs> I already <laughs> fucked it up. Wow. Oh man. Uh, all right. Well, it's 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 Jesus's birthday, so I guess it is. You know. It is. It's the yeah. birthday of all, and we all share it. So I mean, it's it's your <laughs> birthday too, Gary, and it's my birthday. It's so humanity. That's why. Yes. But the reason why that's important is because Michaela chose Swiss Army Man. Now, in in all. In all uh, clarity and everything, Gary, I have seen Swiss Army Man before she had selected it. Had you seen it before as well? Yes. Yes, I had. And I had a I have a great first time seeing it story, but I was very familiar with it. You know, I was in film school at the time, and this was like one of the big indie releases that everybody was ooing and eyeing or complaining about. So I think I had seen it. I went and saw it in a theater, and then I actually one time I don't remember if I ever told you this. My mom and I forced my grandma to watch it because we're mean and we just wanted to see her reaction to the weird shit going on. And uh, yeah, so I think I'd seen it twice before, but yeah. Oh wow! So you are familiar with it, yeah? Because I'd only seen it the 100%. once. I'd only seen it the yeah. once, and yeah, I guess let's just get into it. Okay, it's a Swiss Army Man, directed by the Daniels. Not I mean, even, yeah, because it's uh, I, I, directed and written by Dan Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. If, uh, I, for- I don't know which is more pretentious, like Daniels or Dan and Dan. I, I mean, they're going for it. A film by Daniels, it's like, yeah, wow. yeah. At least, uh, at least it wasn't like the Daniels Grimm or something. Like they, like because even then, I might have been like the step above. But I think I would have gone with the Daniels Grimm. <laughs> yeah, I, I, personally. Uh, and joined by not another Daniel, but close. We got Paul Dano, uh, Daniel. Radcliffe, Daniel another Radcliffe. Lot, there, a lot of the Dan's Dan. in this movie. 
And if ever there was a Daniel in female form, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who that's, that's not a Daniel whatsoever. All right. Uh, so there we go. We've got all the logistics done. And the opening yeah. shot of the film, Gary, is actually quite yes. smart. I didn't remember what it was. And I think it serves a multitude of purposes, as most tend to do, but especially in an artsy film as this one, especially for an A24 film where there's a lot of thought put in every freaking thing. Opening shot, help me on a juice box. Now, the juice box, I think, is these is still meaningless. I don't know if there's any any meaning to be found on a juice box. But the help me is multi-layered there where, obviously, uh, there's the immediate physical need of help me because uh, Paul Dano's character, uh, I will have to click because now it's been so long. It's Manny and... Uh, he, he so he's Hank and Daniel Hank, Radcliffe Hank. is is Manny yes. yeah so uh, Hank is uh, is stuck on a on an island in the middle of the Pacific and is uh, and is about to commit suicide and uh, yes and the help With a very me, of thin course. rope. Very, <laughs> very thin rope. And uh, he is. Uh, and of course, the help me is is there to uh, help get him off the island. But of course, of course, it's not just about that, is it? It's also the help me that by the end of the film, we kind of we kind of find is another meaning. And that meaning is is just help me uh, in, in life. Help me not be alone. What is what is the meaning of loneliness so much there? But help yeah. me. I, I um that is something that I do think a second viewing and a lot of the messages on the, on the miscellaneous items trying to help save uh, Hank's character have a double entendre that you really do miss in the first viewing of the film. Did, did you, was there something there that you found upon the second viewing there? Uh, uh, Gary? Yeah. Yeah. I think it came out, what, 2016, 2017. So, you know, going from, Going from 20 to 25, um, going out living life, I feel like coming back and watching this movie, it, it takes on a, a, a totally new and way deeper meaning. Of course, it was enjoyable oh, yeah. before. Yeah. It's a sweet story. But like now watching it, for example, the quote, <laughs> which I love, if my best friend hides his farts from me, then what else is he hiding from me? And why does that make me feel so alone? That shit really hits home, man. And um, upon watching it, you know, the, like to me, the whole thing is about you know embracing who you are and trying not to worry so much about you know what other people, what society um, expects of you and, and puts on you, whether that be farting or whether that be you know the extreme falling in love with a reanimated corpse or just you know being yourself. And um, I think that that theme really, really was pounded into my head this time. Oh, God, I'm disgusting was every guy with their first boner. So, again, that's another yeah. double entendre of where, <laughs> of where there's the meaning of, of first the discovery of, a, of, a, of yourself as a body to in the yeah. <laughs> in the meaning of, of you know, that pubescent uh, emergence whenever Danny Radcliffe discovers his magical, magical boner. And then uh, yeah. going along, even then, it's the it's just standard society of the farts and, the, and the, it's, oh, God, I'm disgusting. Um, but to go, that, that's even like you touched about a, a, a lot of the themes of the film, but I want to actually go back to the other one that you, uh, that you discussed. Do you, I think, and it's at the crux of the film, right? Is do you believe that in this film, it's a, it's one, a story of romance, 
Two, what type of romance? Is it is it a legit romance or is it like a bromance or is it somewhere in between between Manny and Hank? Is it like are is is it a stereotypical romance? Because I mean that's I mean that's fine or or you know where boy meets girl kind of thing. Obviously, very different skins that that we find that in. Or is it more of a of a bromance that just gets muddied around a little mm. bit? I think. And this is one of the all-time let's go on Reddit and and read about like people's interpretations of it type movies. I think based on my interpretation, um, Manny is the the deeper childlike lost version of Hank. You know his his inside sense of wonder that was lost. And so when they start to fall in love, I take it as Hank is is falling in love with himself uh, again, who he truly is, the person that he lost because of you know, being coming an adult and like I said, society putting expectations on him and Manny is so simple. He, he reminds him about the simple things of life, riding on the bus, you know, cute girls, X, Y, and Z. And so it's yeah, like a shocking whole, visual, right? That like, whole, I'm going to ride the bus every day. Yeah. We, we, we lose that at some point, right? When you're a kid, it's just like, wow, looking I around. Just say, though, dude, when I, when I was in LA, I did ride the bus every day. It's not a place you want to be. <laughs> it <laughs> loses its <laughs> You it loses its luster immediately. Yes, yes, yeah. that is true. That is true. But For some things, some things lose. Sweet, though. Yeah, some things lose a lot of their luster, and then uh, other things, you wish that they didn't. You wish that yeah. they didn't have to. But yes, of course. Uh, yeah, and and also, I mean, besides, so so for the romance, I kind of. Man, it's tough. It's tough. It's very. It's it's very. I think I lean more on the bromance side. I think yeah. you're right. Like it, if if it is romance, it's almost it's almost a self romance where it's like loving what you lost, just very close to what you said. So it, it's 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 hard to say it's a direct romance because I don't really think that there is a true. Ah, man, it's it's tough though. It, it very you could very easily make an argument to me that no, it's straight up that they fall in love. I I wouldn't argue fully against that. It's just I I don't know if that's fully I don't know. It's it's kind of interpretive as a lot of this film is even like even up until the yeah. end. But but we'll get there. Um, well, there, there, there's so many different. Um, you, you can take the film quite literally, which is a, a, a yes, really sweet I, way to look at it. Like Daniel Radcliffe's corpse really did come alive. This really did happen. They did fall in love. Yet or. You know, Paul Dano died at the beginning, and, and this is the the what he saw in his last moments. There, you can go so many, or he's crazy and he talked to the corpse the whole time. But it's still sweet. That's kind of where I lie. But th that's the beauty of it. You know, there are no right answers. You know, it's it, and then it, there's it can the, apply to so many things. Yeah, and then there's the hybrid too, right? Where it's like, oh, he really yeah. did come alive. But it's now like in in between, I and and then it kind of gets. Yeah. We're going back to being muddied. Uh, I think. Uh, I mean, there's so there's so much good in this film that it's really hard of, of where to start because again of how interpretive, how artsy it is. Um, I think it, I think that there's another. The beginning sets up a lot, a lot more than again. I thought the first time I saw it, the first time I saw it, there was I, I took it far, far, far more literally than I did my second <laughs> time watching it. But I think that there's a reason that the first time we see the title card, Swiss Army Man, 
it's after a moment of incredulousness, right? It's uplifting and harmony. So obviously he's already tried the suicide attempt and he's talking to a dead guy. The dead guy is the only thing that's that that had stopped him and he didn't even realize he's dead. So now let's go back to the drawing board. Let's go back to hanging myself again. Wait a minute, what's he's bubbling and now we can move along. Oh my god, instead of dying, we're gonna be traveling across the ocean on somebody's ass. Some some what? Some rat ass, some cliff ass. I don't know which ass you wanna call Daniel Radcliffe's ass, but one I like, of the two. I like some some rat ass. He's rat he's, ass. Uh, this is where my, my story comes in about the first time seeing it, because literally all that happens in like five minutes, five five to eight minutes maybe. And I I kid you not, probably eighty percent of the theater what when the title sequence came on where they're farting across the ocean 80 percent of the theater got out and left like everybody left wow. they they <laughs> were so confused and pissed off and uh, it really made me upset and it's funny upon doing some research apparently when this movie screened at sundance with all of the film connoisseurs a bunch of them got up and left too it's like it, it comes across it, so childish and I, and it's supposed to yeah it's i mean it's it's somewhat designed to because you need to have that levity in a serious seriousness and of course it's inventive i think the farting while yes on its on its surface and serves to be a funny moment a moment of relief certainly i think that it's it certainly it serves a purpose it serves a, yeah. a great purpose a great moment it's a really of levity. sneaky way yeah it's, it's a great sneaky way to use something simple as basically a runner in the movie where in the beginning the farts are weird and it's his salvation and then of course the line that i quoted with best friends yes. hiding farts from each other yes. and then at the end the cathartic moment is paul dano farting in front of the cops and it's and justified he's, he's, he doesn't yes, care you're right it's justified yeah. by that point. It's brought full circle. It's been a consistent. It's a. It's almost a what a fart arc. It's almost an, an arc yeah, of the a fart, fart. A fart. Yeah, a fart. <laughs> it's not a farce. It's a fart. It's a fart. Uh, it's a fart movie, man. Yeah. But the Swiss Army Man. I mean, it. It is. It is just that. There's moments of when the mo when the movie gets low, it gets low. It gets real low, actually. Um, yeah. There's a lot here that is really that can be sad, but it's immediate. It's almost. It's almost immediately uplifted. It's almost brought up just just with such severity that you aren't allowed to think about it. If anything, it's just because of how quickly, how fast, and how maximized the comedy is to bring you out of that depression. It's it's almost absurd, and you get into that absurd comedy that that shouts and demands like, "Hey, mother." wake up wake up and and start questioning these things because to somebody it's it's it goes back to that fish out of water scenario that we'll find time and time again where you know new girl in school mean girls right she's from africa yeah. and so she's questioning high school society you go to a new a footloose new kid or from from just regular urban life goes to somewhere that he can't dance and then he's questioning why that is fish out of scenario scenarios here is just it's a zombie and and it's a zombie who has special powers and and is and is a special person but doesn't doesn't have the full mental capabilities or awareness with which to to be like oh my special gift is weird and that is that's another it's a double entendre of of saying oh we in society we always try and suppress we always try and make you feel less than for those very things that make you feel special and 
I, it's almost there's you will rarely find something in this film that doesn't hold a double meaning in a, in in a very special way right it's uh yeah. it's oh man it's 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 very good but i i think it's it's about time that we haven't that we've reached and have not mentioned what i consider to be the best the absolute best part of this film no Is question it the score Manchester Orchestra. It's the goddamn score. The oh, score, beautiful soundtrack. The score is inventive. It's yeah. unique. It's it's goddamn. It's. it's I used so, to write to this soundtrack. Like if I ever wanted to I write like an emotional, it. uplifting scene. Yeah, I, I've you know pull up on Spotify and I'll. Mm, oh, it's so good. And then the the, the freaking montage song. Now we kill the raccoon. It's great. Yeah, the, the inventiveness. The inventiveness yeah. that they have to not only use to again to use the bare minimum, right? It's a survival method. So when even it's going to be an ode to everything else, but they just use what they have. They don't use much, if at all, more. They and then whatever does come in is just a swell of emotions. It's one of the most it's one of the most emotionally connecting scores that while yes it, it makes you aware that it's like and it's like yeah that is like like that's the beat of your heart just like being uplifted and it's like forcing you it's yeah. like hey you will be dragged along this emotional roller you will be made aware of what we are trying to get you to feel and you are going to you're going to be sharing in the journey of us with daniel radcliffe you and 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 just like and the the absolute kid-like smiles that both of these characters are going through you will be joining us on that and it's it's so goddamn beautiful one of uh, i i i know it, it wasn't nominated and it wasn't recognized i just one of my favorites of all time man like that that is something yeah. that sticks with me and remains with me whenever i think of this film that is something that came through on the first viewing comes through at the second viewing i i'd imagine upon your third viewing it's still as as good as it ever was yeah like you know about two weeks ago i was in california visiting a friend and this was before i even knew we were going to be doing this movie and he and i just started going you know because we had seen it together it it just sticks with you man and yeah you know music um we don't talk about it enough in in relation to to film because this would be a lesser movie if if they didn't have the manchester orchestra score right and and i um I, I write all the stuff that I write with specific songs in mind um, for scenes. And this is one of the most perfect uses of music with, with moment that I have ever seen, you know, especially with, with, with indie movies, you know, you typically get like some type of beautiful low key type of synth violin score or whatever. And it's perfectly fine. But this one, I mean, they hired a big band to come and, do this really riotous, really unique score. And um, as soon as, you know, those opening credits roll and he freaking pulls Danny Radcliffe's head back and it goes, Ba-da! and then the freaking yeah. credits come up. Ah, oh, chills, man. Chills. So good. It's, it's really what the whole film's about. Um, and, and I think it, it can kind of bleed into what, what I next want to talk about is that the, that it, it utilizes what it has, right? So, so for me, another another aspect of this film that's really special because just just the, the score to me is like like the Almar. It's it's a hallmark, and it's it's almost it's almost going to be set in its own own place just for the score. 
brilliant. But one thing that I love about it is that it, it utilizes what it has. And I think that something that that technically that this film does very, 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 very well is it has it, it does those edits that help almost animate the film in real life. It's very rare that I ever see this happen outside of uh, maybe a film that's trying to be or adapted from anime or manga. Uh, it it, it animate, animates in real life without doing any special effects whatsoever, just out of clear cut, direct edit and animations and, and style choices and camera. It animates real life, real walking around. And that is so difficult. And, and yet, and still, even whenever they do something that is out of this world, incredulous, like if you're in a survival situation, you're not, I I don't care. Even if you do have a special zombie, I mean, you, me, any, anybody else is not creating a bus. No matter what it is, you're not creating a bus. You're not, uh, you're not creating a a grappling hook uh, (laughs) out of things, but then you, but then in this film, they do, they do, he does. And it, it feels appropriate because those quick edits are like, hey, I'm going to create an entire costume for myself just for just for the purpose of you, of you yeah. <laughs> getting that magical boner or, or getting uh, or just just uh, showcasing your your hidden talents. But it's part of the editing, which is that shoop, 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 almost like uh, almost like think of uh, <laughs> the only thing I can think of is is like whenever they do a Batman montage, but like a, a bad Batman montage of him getting in the suit. You remember those days yeah, where, yeah, 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 where yeah. it's like where in the end it shows bat nipples like that's that's around. <laughs> that's kind of where it's that quick edit of like, first, we'll show you this, this, zoop, vroom, 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 vroom. and um, I and would it's do. That's, um, oh, sorry. Keep going, man. No, no, that's it. That's where I, uh, I was ending. Yeah, I, I, I would say the edits combined with the um, production design, you know, the, the props, the props, the, very uh, good. The props, the Pacific Northwest backdrop everything seems it's very unique and, and like childlike you know he's using like twine and and branches and he makes these incredible setups and it's and you know it's funny what the movie does so well is right in the beginning it sets itself up as so ridiculous that therefore they can do whatever the hell they want and we're not going to question it as like a logic gap because you know they already set the tone anything can happen in this movie so of course hank is like Hank's like a master engineer. He builds these like amazing contraptions. Like yeah. this guy has like a, a, a doctorate in, in civil engineering with the stuff he's creating, but you know, they, they set it up and I could not care less. And yeah, I, I, I found myself being so attracted to the production design combined with the backdrop of the woods, like everything about the, the physical production setup, I think is, is perfect. Yeah, absolutely well stated, and I I completely agree. And and a lot of inventiveness from the filmmakers. Like, I yeah, don't know. Whenever this is they're a low like, budget movie, yeah, but just like low. three million dollars. Yeah, and it's I think really there, there's a lot of inventiveness on just what even were what you could even use as props. Like whenever they uh, like something that's just so smart that I just really appreciated were the headphones and just using erasers. Yeah. And, and vines and and that's great uh utilizing whenever you're looking at people maybe like whatever could be the bus using nuts for for the change for the bus there's just so much so much tender loving care mixed with ingenuity here that really that really works um and the way that they I, utilize I have to bounce oh keep going man but oh, I, yeah uh, 
I, I would say that, I mean, it's a theme here that they reutilize and are very smart and, and effectively use everything possible to them. And that's even shown in something as simple and stupid as, as the remix of the Jurassic Park theme. Uh, yes. within, within the music, within like within incorporating, and now there's dinosaurs. Like there's just there's so much thought put into this film. Nothing is is errant or wasteful. Is it's all recycled and in the best of ways. Like it's reutilized for some magical purpose later on. There's there's really yeah. no like you think that he's just telling a random ass story about his uh, his his dad like making him feel bad for for masturbating. No, that comes into play later, and it's like. No, it's it's. I I don't know why something so ha- that makes you so happy would like you would deny yourself of. Like there's just like a every single thing in this film, man, is like recycled. It, it's a it's a it's a it's a film that is like a like a pro like a PR thing for recycling. That's what it really comes down to, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, it um, it's a, yeah. It made me want to go out and and create things with Legos, with sticks, and you know what I think really like ties the whole thing together. My personal favorite part of the movie, the thing that makes this whole thing work, is Daniel Radcliffe, and especially his uh, his physicality and the movie. You know, the, those sequences would not be what they were. If he had not perfected the 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 movement of Manny, like when they're walking together, what he does, I mean, his face, his body, it's it's really like to me a masterclass in like physical acting. Like that role would be so tough to play. You have to be so subtle, and you have to keep oh, yeah. up like the same eight to ten body movements the whole time. And uh, I never want to stop watching him. Of course, Paul Dano was great, but he's the straight man more or less and and manny um is what makes the whole thing work because it's just the perfect combo of weird and heartfelt like he's not off-putting even though the whole movie should be off-putting as hell it's like what is going on he's drinking water out of this guy's mouth but uh well there is a shift there's a shift right at first the straight man is 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 daniel radcliffe because it's it's like uh, it's almost like yeah. the Tin Man in Wizard of Oz, right? Like in, until you finally get him to be able to dance, then he evolves as a character. Once you actually get Manny able to kind of at least talk, and it's like, hey, you're really good at talking. Like from that moment on, then Manny really holds up a place and can hold his own as a character. But until yeah. that moment, I think that a, a lot can be said that you have this character that you kind of care for in Manny, where you're so limited on what you can do, right? Cause he's, he's essentially paralyzed. He paralyzed by physically. And then, and then he's given one or two words and then it's like, hey, hey. and then he finally can move his lips, move his mouth. And he's like, Oh, I'm happy. And now we have like the rest. Um, well, just like, is- just like, this is what I tried to try to hold your face and the way that Daniel Radcliffe does and try to, just speak like you know he's got like the mouth kind of crooked open at one side and one eye is kind of half shut and he does that like the whole movie that's really hard <laughs> like yeah it's, it's i can't do it and um man i all, all i thought it was dude harry potter really really fucked him up there <laughs> he went way the opposite direction he did horns he did swiss army man and i'm so thankful for it because obviously when you have a powerful actor like him behind a movie people are going to go see it um but man he's he he's really doing some some unique stuff here and uh my 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 bigger i mean find the irony in that comment but my bigger comment uh for daniel radcliffe beyond all the great acting that he does he i mean it really is it's a tremendous job it's a tremendous acting job 
you forget how short Daniel Radcliffe is uh, because he's being carried around the entire film. So you're just like, okay, yeah. he's being carried around. And then the moment he's like actually able to walk and be mobile and like tackle Hank and, and, and such, you're like, oh, that's right. He's short. He's, <laughs> he's not that tall. Um, that's just like my one thing. All right. Um, my like my last thing, Gary, and then I'll go to you for any last mismanaged uh, notes or, yeah. or place you want to go. The biggest thought uh, at the end there for me, there's a lot there. Great. Good ending. Um, it's wild when you find out that he was basically like 300 feet away from this girl's house the entire movie. <laughs> like Pretty much, that's yeah. That's a really harrowing moment, man. It's like, oh my God. Well, it also is It's kind of crazy that that beach journey that took him days to get over there uh, took less than a couple hours on a casted foot to get back to the beach like that was like yeah. for me where it's like wow you spent a lot of time on that bus you spent a lot of time making a fire getting uh shooting a fish with uh with radcliffe's like buckshot mouth where you can just jack and then shoot him <laughs> like like uh, he can shoot projectiles you spent a lot of time because it took you re no time at all to get back to the beach by the time you you came back to the end for that fart rather than from the beginning of the film traveling inland uh, rather than back with uh, with Radcliffe's body. Um, okay, so that was my last one. Anything for you, Gary, that you wanted to touch on before we leave? Yeah, you know, I'm happy that that we did this because the movie, you know, is always stuck on my mind. Is like, oh, it's that heartfelt, sweet, weird ass movie about the reanimated corpse. But I I rewatched it, and I was like, oh my goodness, this it just the the whole story, the whole thing really hit home for me, and um, I was very thankful to have watched a movie that, you know, will um, hopefully challenge your, your perspective and, and your sense of self. I mean, that's, that's the best feeling finishing up a movie and uh, reflecting. So it was a good time. I, I think that this is one of those films that again, uh, there is a, a value to watching it again. I think that it's a, certainly a pleasant journey to go on again. You, you don't, uh, there's not always that 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 uh, satisfying feeling to go back and watch a, a film again. I don't know. I guess Knives Out there are per. I'm trying to think of like something that's just like, oh, it was great the first time. I mean, off the top of my head, the only thing I can think of is like my big fat Greek wedding isn't like funny the <laughs> second time you watch it. It's great the first time though. This film certainly <laughs> holds. Knives Out, I will keep you will test protected no yeah. i i know i love nice that i've seen it probably 10 times yeah okay yeah yeah I, I was about to say that and i was like no you know what there are things i'm sure clues i've heard that you can watch and enjoy on the second viewing all right yeah um but yeah um i think that that's all i've got oh man very should, good should we um should we sing ourselves off well before we do We've got to, uh, we've got to, uh, how many farts out of five would you give this? Mm. <sighs> I would give it a four out of five, um, on the fart scale. On the fart scale? Um, it is. Like big, long, it, nasty ones or just like. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm taking those, those guttural farts that kind of scratch your butt <laughs> on the way out. And, oh, yeah. And just, you know, like if you're laying in bed the and cheek. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, it kind of yeah. hurts, but it feels, yeah. so, it feels so good. Yeah, I'm going to give there's, it a four. There's some, there's some substance there. Five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I am going to... I want to give it a five. I want to give it a five. What's holding me back? You know what? I think uh, I think I will go four out of five. A very strong four out of five. The interpretiveness is great to some degree. Oh, you know what? I guess while we're while we're here, what did you? Uh, what do you interpret the ending as? Like, what do you think uh, Paul Dano's character Hank? What do you think he tells Manny in that that last moment? What? Before we go, what what do you interpret the ending well, as? Man, the, the the ending itself is like, is this even happening? Like, it's funny because I, <laughs> I you never questioned it until that, until the end, right? Like, I, I don't, I never did yeah. the first time I watched, and the moment we get to her house, I'm like, is this real? Well, and then like the dad and the cop are like smiling and laughing, and it's like so strange. Um, I I think that um that. Hank told Manny to um I don't know something along the lines of of um be free I suppose and in my interpretation which is kind of sad Hank just you know whispers to an actual corpse and just tosses it out into the sea and watches it drift away because he kind of imagined the whole thing but um yeah something along the lines of uh, we we or, or maybe, maybe you know what? Maybe it was. Maybe it was like I'll be okay. You know, like thank you. I'll be okay because Manny showed him the way, the way of the fart, the way of the fart. Uh, yeah, I think we're both in agreement on a four out of five fart clapper. Uh, yeah, very- the only thing that that prevents it for, for for being a five for me is the um memorability factor, which is so funny to say about a movie like this. Um, but I think it's like a half step below the most iconic A24 films that are the fives, but that's not even a knock on it. I mean, it's still great. So it's great. And it's very, it's its own way. And I'd say the rare uplifting A24 film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the very, very rare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you'll get artsy, you'll get scary. You'll get a lot. You'll get quality for sure. And then there's this, no dads and freezers. There's no like little girls getting their heads chopped off by telephone poles. Well, it's, uh, it is scary in that the bear scene's legit scary. Like we, he breaks, he's like, Manny, I'm, I'm going to die. We're all going to die. And then just freaking busts so open his ankle. <laughs> yeah. God, God, that's awesome. All right. Uh, uh, for Gary Boucher. I am Philip. Thank you so much for joining us. This one's for you, Michaela. Enjoy. We are going to be skedaddling and clapping our cheeks all the way over to uh, the accompanying Give Me Five. So please join us for that as well. And until then... Thank <laughs> you.